This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, it's Lee Salisbury here. Happy weekend. I hope you've had a brilliant week. Remember, you can listen to Professor Green, a special Pop from the Box episode that dropped on Monday. And the week before that, five brand new episodes with Stars of Neighbours, which is back on Amazon. And if you missed it yesterday, a special live Instagram chat with Lucinda Cowden. That will be ready for you to listen to on here very soon. Right, we better get on. Remember, there's over 90 episodes for you to listen to right now. I mean, not right now, after you've listened to this one. This guy is absolutely brilliant. Enjoy. My guest today is a British actor who is most famous for his role in Emmerdale, but has also appeared over the Pennines on the cobbles of Corrie and in the huge Victoria Wood penned sitcom Dinner Ladies. He's been nominated for three awards. He's a Man United fan and an all-round lovely guy. It's a pleasure to welcome recently departed Dan Spencer himself, Liam Fox. Hello, mate. Hello, Lee. How are you, mate? All good? I'm good. How are you, buddy? So how many years is it now? Dan Spencer was there. Twelve. Twelve years. I mean, we were just saying just before we started, it's a long time to do because Acting's weird, isn't it? I mean, there's not many jobs that you would do for that long. I mean, probably uh, no other jobs. No, uh, uh, it's over a thousand episodes, you know. Wow. Any other job I've done outside of acting, you know, even when I was a kid, never lasted longer than two years. That was always enough. So 12 years shows that I actually enjoyed myself most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, well, that's a good thing. And it was 2011, because what we'll do here, we'll talk about Dan, we'll talk about Emmerdale, and then we'll talk a bit more about you. But 2011, you joined, and his first appearance in 2011 in November, and it was only supposed to be, I've read for eight episodes. I didn't know that, because I was there when you joined. Is that right? Yeah, well, when when I got the scripts, it, it was one of them where I thought, this could be it. This Dan could be permanent. Oh, but did thought- you think that? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and I thought, well, well, my ex-wife was in Hollyoaks at the time. She was Myra McQueen, and um, we, I looked at the scripts and thought, Dan, Dan's quite a tough, nasty guy here, but we both thought, if we can put a bit of comedy on the edge of the lines and just give him a little bit of something, it might change him from being nasty to having a sense of humour, and that's kind of what I did, and it seemed to work, and I think, I think partly that was why he came back. And that's really interesting to say, because actually we well, I've had this discussion lots on this podcast, because I think like because I used to audition, obviously, roles for Emmerdale and stuff. And it was you. Were, it's almost as though the writers, it's like, right, we need this character to come in. They kind of think about it a bit about who they're going to be with and stuff. But they don't. Obviously, I think a lot of the time they they want the actor to bring that special something in, don't they? Do you know what I mean? To give it a bit of an edge. Yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. You have, a, you have a general idea of what you want, and then and then it comes through the door. I think that's a little bit of a shame now, where everyone's doing self tapes rather than getting meetings in yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah. Where in the, 
in the room, you know, as, as a director or a casting director, you'll get to feel that personality a little bit more of, of, of the actor where we sell tapes. You're not getting that at the minute. But, the, no. the, the, you know, so, yeah, I definitely, you have to add a, a bit of colour to whatever's on the page. And I think for people listening, obviously, self-takes is how people are auditioning now, basically, so casting directors can get through so many more people. But I think the biggest things are you don't really get the... Because um, I think it's good to be nervous for auditions. Do you know what I mean? Because you get that adrenaline rush that actually when you're recording, I'm sure you find this. It's like when we used to take pictures and get them developed at Boots. It's like you yeah. would... Nowadays, you kind of edit your pictures before you're happy with it. And I'm sure it's the same when you're doing self-tapes. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the nerves are part of it. And I love the chat. I mean, fully enough, when I got Dinner Ladies back in the day, um, I, I think I got the job because Victoria Wood mistakenly thought I was the photocopy repairman before I went in for the interview. Oh, right, really? And we had a laugh about that and a load of nonsense before I read the script, and I just thought I might have got the job on the back of us all really getting on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it matters. I always say uh, when I do acting courses, I, I, I found out this very famous story that Judy Dench, apparently when she went into auditions, used to chew gum and take it out and stick it on the chair underneath. <laughs> Not that I advise people to do that, but I say to actors, always have something in your head that you're going to say or a funny an- a- anecdote because actually everyone blends into one and actually you want to go, oh, that was, ch-. she said that she used to know that she'd be, oh, that was chewing gum girl. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And I think there's a little thing as well. You're going in there playing a role, but when you come in, be yourself. Yeah. You know, have fun, enjoy the meeting. I think it was um, uh, Brian Cranston who said, when you go for an audition, go in there, show them your best work, and go home and forget about it. Yes. And there's that as well. You know, just enjoy yourself, enjoy the meeting, meeting new people or whatever, or maybe casting directors you've seen before, and just do it because... You know, if you get turned down, doesn't necessarily mean that your audition wasn't any good. No, and a lot of it is that beginning bit. But back to Emmerdale. So you went in. I mean, it, you were, so Dan was Ali Spencer's estranged husband, played, of course, by the formidable Kelly Hollis. That must have been quite... Did you know it was Kelly before you joined, before you went in? Yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd loved her from afar, you know, because she was in... Obviously, she was in Shameless. Shameless, yeah. Same as me. I, I loved her from afar, yeah. She's just so real, isn't she? You know. Um, and then on, on the first day of meeting her and Alicia and, and the gang, uh, I felt at home after about five minutes because I, I felt like I'd known her forever. She's one of them people, isn't she? Yes, and, uh, yeah, she is, yeah. Quickly settled in and really felt at home with that family straight away. It it was, it, it wasn't, you could say magical or, or whatever, it, it just felt right. Everything about it felt right at the time. And also exciting to go in with that kind of storyline. Obviously, um, Kelly was playing a lesbian character who was in love with Ruby, played by Alicia. Again, an yeah. amazing actress, brilliant woman. Yeah. Uh, and you were the ex, uh, ex uh, husband, was it? Were you husband at that time? And you were, yeah. Was, you were, yeah, yeah ex husband yeah. going in to kind of maybe when you came back after these eight episodes to try to stir up a bit of trouble and get her back. But again, quite exciting to go in because I think. I think I'm right in saying they were the first, the first, especially the first lesbian couple to live in the village, which was a huge thing for Emmerdale still. It was massive. And it, it was a lesbian shameless family, you know. It, yeah, it, yeah. Even, yeah, even more kind of different for them. I think the, it was a great setup. I think that family was re- really special in Soapland. And it was, I was so chuffed to be part of it. Um, and, and, I, and I think... Because Kelly and Alicia are just so real anyway. And kitchen sink actors, aren't they? You know? Yeah, no, they are, yeah. They're not acting. They're, they're, they are, you know. And um, 
it was just every day was a joy. I used to look forward to coming to, to work every day. I couldn't wait to get there. And uh, I mean, go, like you said, going in with actors like that, I mean, it's so important, isn't it? Getting that chemistry because sometimes it's hard to get, as we know, we won't name names. Sometimes you just don't click with people, but it must, like you said, that first day must have been a bit of a, must be a huge relief when it's like, oh, phew. Oh, yeah. I mean, I suspected we would, but I didn't, I didn't realise just how much we'd connect. And, and, and me and Alicia felt like, well, Alicia and Kelly both felt like my sisters, really, straight away. And you, you you can't even put a finger on that. You can you can't really do that when you're casting it, can't you? Can't know until everyone's together. No, uh, no, you can't. I mean, I think they did do some chemistry tests, as they call it, don't they? With uh, I think they did it with those two actually, and I think those two said it was quite obvious the minute they got together. But yeah, you don't do it with everyone. And obviously, then you, the kids were there as well. There was Sean played by Luke, who's now left, yeah. and Amelia. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Daisy Campbell, who's become one of the biggest stars of the show now. Again, oh. going in working. I mean, obviously, the the old age old saying is don't work with kids or animals and animal and em- Emmerdale do it all the time. Um, yeah. Was it your first experience of playing like a family or have you done that before on telly? I think, yeah, well, it was my first time as a family, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've not done anything like that before. And I say to anyone when they go in the soap, it's kind of the best way to go in because you're all in it together, aren't you? This whole team, it's it's fresh for all of you uh, and you all grow together and you, you become a family, you know. Daisy is like my screen daughter. I, I was, I've been left a few months to speak to her every couple of days via a, a WhatsApp or something. Oh, dear, yeah, I bet. And it must be amazing to watch her grow from, I mean, I, I haven't seen her for years since she was like, you know, tiny. Um, it must be really great to see someone grow like that. It's great. And, you know, one of the best things about her is, and we, we did this from day one, and particularly Kelly, it was, uh, we, we'd say, take the work seriously, don't take yourself seriously, come in, respect people, don't have an ego, J- just be pleasant and get on with the job. And you know what? If, if she ever sees anyone who's, you know, getting ideas above the station, she gets really frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like going, how dare they? I've been here for years and I, I never talk to people like that. You know, she, she's always polite to everybody, every single person in that building. There's no bad side to her and there shouldn't be. There's no room for that in this business. And look, we're quite lucky at Emmerdale. There's very, very rare we get. Yeah, very that. rare. And like what, like you said, actually, especially in jobs like this, it is, it's like your real family. You grow up kind of basically rubbing off on your pet, off of your parents and how they brought you up. It's the same, yeah. actually, because it is like a second family, isn't it? And actually, those words of advice from you guys at a young age kind of would be the how you set people up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think, you know, we'd, we'd have chats sometimes about the scripts and the job, but I, I always used to rap. I always felt that was more the director's job. You know, we'd, we'd do a bit of that. But I think we were, we were more about how to behave on set and and and, and just, you know, growing into the adult and be a likeable person, really. And um Definitely, and obviously she's got good parents anyway. It's not. All yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's it like for you? Because obviously the world, the world, and the industry's changed so much since you know when you were her age. You know there was no social media. Is it? Yeah. Is it kind of strange because you're so close to her, being someone and growing up now in that age of social media? Do you see a real difference in that journey that you went through as you were younger in this industry? Uh it's completely different, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean, I started doing acting classes in Salford in 1990 in a in a dirty old rundown building where there was no social media or nothing. It was just about the craft of being an actor, you know, yeah. and, and promoting yourself on Instagram. And I'm still uncomfortable with it. I'm doing a bit more Instagram at the minute for myself, but as a 53 year old bloke, it, it feels like <laughs> I'm in the wrong, like I'm in the wrong room to a certain extent. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's weird. And it's so important now, isn't it? Which, but also the pressure on the young, because I suppose that's what's back in. I love it that it's changed in the fact that, you know, famous people go out and it was autographs. I mean, I bet no one signs autographs anymore because now it's selfish. I mean, everything's just changed, doesn't it? And become, which means that, you know, younger people are worried about their appearance so much more than I think you would have been when you were younger. Yeah, probably probably too much. I mean, I, I was the fat kid at school who worried about my appearance a bit, but not, I don't know what I'd do now. I think the, the pressure on kids. Now it's just, um, it's, it's, I don't know how they do it, really. No, it's, it's like another yeah. job, isn't it? The, the acting's one job, and then you've got this other job that you have to fulfil as well. And, th- and then there's a balance, isn't there, as well, I think, as well. Because you look at, like, you know, some, like a Keira Knightley or, 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 or somebody like that, at that level, uh, and it depends where you're at with your career, they're not on social media all the time, and probably better that they're not. Do you know what I mean? So it's like wh- wherever you are in the industry, it's good to do the social media. And then you get to the point where maybe you shouldn't be doing it. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah, no, it is a weird one. Let's carry on with Dan. So he, well, so he moved in with Bob soon after. I mean, I'm skipping lots here, but I'm just right. picking up on some key things. Moved in with Bob and got a job at the factory. Again, another two important things in soap. Having a job is very important because it means you probably get more work in the show, doesn't it? Because if you've not got yeah. a job, you're be- which a lot of people, obviously the funny thing about soap is you think a lot of people don't seem to work. But it must have been, again, nice to be within a work environment at work. Do you know what? Because that factory was a weird set, wasn't it? I mean, it, it was it was a very odd situation. We just put bits of chocolates in tubs, really. But the the actual cast we worked with in that set and 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 the humour we got from it was brilliant. And, and you'll remember Kitty McGeever, who was just amazing, blind lady who'd had a lot of illnesses and stuff. She was such a funny woman who kept that show going. And and working on that set with the likes of her and Basker Patel, Rishi. Now gone as well. Was was just brilliant. And I've going into work every day and working on that set. And then working with Tony Ordenshaw every day, who me and him working together. I, I mean it him too is one of the uh, one of the joys, one of the nicest men, not just in TV, but ever. Um was, was I was I was just gifted to have that family and Tony and that job in the factory was just the best possible way to start in that show. Yeah, there was lots of comment. I mean, that factory in real life never would have I mean, it, they would have closed down, wouldn't they? It was a yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, it never would have actually passed health and safety. Or there was nothing really happening. Do you know what I mean? Three people at a conveyor belt that could have been done and much better. <laughs> yeah, we'd be there going, well, what are we doing in this scene? I'll just put a few chocolates in them tubs and <laughs> just... Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, it was literally, literally ridiculous. They would have closed down within minutes. Um, yeah. So let's move on. So uh, we talked about the kids. Obviously, Luke then left. Uh, yeah. And again, that must have been quite hard seeing. Well, I always think as an actor playing a role in a soap, you must start to start to start to worry a little bit when family members start to go. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, Luke, I always knew that Luke wanted to move on and do other things. So I, I knew it had happened. Um, but didn't want to see him go because he's just ace. You know, again, he's another one I keep in touch with. Um but yeah, you, you you don't want to see him go, and and I've, to a certain extent, I think he might have gone twelve months too soon. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he left before. I mean, obviously, we're going to come up to the massive storyline. He left before um, Alicia went, didn't he? He did. I think it was yeah six months before because Daz came into the show, didn't he? And he, him, him and uh, Dan had this fallout because he was kind of encouraging uh, Sean to go into the army, and that's why that's why Sean left. 
And that's, uh, that comes, I mean, we should actually move to, before we move to the the out of those two, let's move to the love life. Because I never, I forgot this bit, um, that soon after, obviously, um, Ali made it very clear that she didn't want Dan. And he got with Chaz quite early on. And I didn't realise it was only a few weeks that Chaz proposed to Dan. Yeah, that was my, do you know what? I've not been on the show long and I, and I was up at the, uh, the top village having my dinner. I'd only been there a couple of days, actually. And, and Gemma wrote and said, have you heard you marrying Chaz in the live? I went, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like going, I've literally come onto this show and I'm going to be part of the main oh, story. Oh, and that was, that was supposed to be, the, that's supposed to be what, was that one of the plans, what was going to happen in the live? And Yeah, and it was, the, the centre of the live was me marrying Chaz. I mean, and we were only married for 24 hours, but it was... It was uh, it was just ridiculous. That's Absolutely. incredible, isn't it? And also being with Luke, because Lucy obviously is one of the longest serving members. That must be again, I suppose, quite not not that Lucy's amazing to work with. I mean, one of the best actresses, always on knows her lines and is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, must be quite nerve wracking going when you're suddenly put with a character that everyone knows from the show for ages. Yeah, because Lucy's great, but she but she's not like Kelly. You know, me me, me and Kelly like buzz straight away. Yeah, yeah. Lucy's Whereas great. meeting someone who's been, I think because as well, they I think. People like Lucy then, because they get bounded around other people, it's like they form partnerships and then it's broken up and then she has to start again. So it's like, it is kind of like a weird journey to become mates, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, 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 I think so. But it, but it was brilliant. It, it was absolutely brilliant. And, and doing that live and, ah, oh, just... Yeah, because I, forgot, I totally forgot that you married, because I knew, because all I remember is Sammy, because Sammy married, didn't she? There were there two yeah. weddings in the live then? Yeah, uh, Sammy... Uh, Sammy and... Sammy. Uh, it was Jason Merrill's character, wasn't it? Um, Declan. Yeah, yeah they, Declan. They, they were in the tent at the top of the village and we were down in the church at the bottom of the village. Oh, yes, I do remember. Oh, wow. So that is incredible. And I mean, what was that like as the live? I mean, because did everyone get the opportunity not to do it? I think they did, didn't they? If they didn't want to. I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously you must... I mean, it must... I mean, I can't imagine the buzz of being an actor and doing that, but also nerve-wracking because, you know, in a theatre, you know, if you mess up, it's only that night's audience. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you've got a few million. <laughs> I think for me, bizarrely, because I'm a bit weird, right? if, I, if I'm in a group of, like, three people, I might be quite nervous and quiet. If I'm in front of thousands or millions... I'm, I'm quite confident. I don't know what that's about. Uh, and and I think because I'd just come onto that show and, you know, been struggling for work prior to that, to get it, I was probably less nervous than most of the cast who'd been there forever because I, I don't think I had anything to lose. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know you're right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was, already, I was building a reputation. So although there were nerves, none of it was negative. It was just really positive. I was so, so excited about it. And when it finished, uh, me, Kelly and Alicia, we, we were out in Leeds till about five o'clock in the morning or maybe longer. I don't know. Um, but it was, it, it was brilliant. Just, yeah. The, probably there's been some highlights, but still that's the highlight of me 12 years there. Yeah, well, that's something you never probably will ever do again. I mean, like it was a, I don't think, I don't know whether the soaps will ever do it again because they all obviously did it. And obviously I've yeah. said this before on the podcast, like Joe Joyner, unfortunately, will always be remembered for saying... Oh. Um, Adam instead of Ian, and that's the kind of awful thing, isn't it? You can, but you could have been remembered for something awful. I mean, I do remember. I think there were the only thing in Emmerdale I remember watching was that brick that Lucy, I think, had to hit Tom Lister with. That that's was right. that was obviously sponge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that was it. Out of, out of everything, that was that was the only thing. And that I, was I the only thing. Yeah, 
It was the middle of October and it stayed dry until five minutes after we wrapped and then it absolutely, absolutely poured down. I remember that because I remember I was in town watching, I think with Leslie Dunlop, who was the only one not in it. And uh, yeah, we were like, oh my God, that was just a miracle that it didn't rain. Uh, I mean, saying that, what's your, because I always say things as an actor, one of the hardest things, I always say, one of the hardest things is just walking. Because uh, I always say when I'm acting class, actually, if you're just told to walk across the street, you suddenly worry about how you're walking. And you know, when you see people picking up, what are you like with props? Because you know, if you have to pick up a suitcase, I always think it needs to be full. Otherwise, it's quite hard to hold it as if it's full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ideally. It's, di- it's difficult to act that sort of thing, isn't it? Do you yeah. like props? Are you a good props actor? I don't mind having them. I, th- I, I just, it's always that thought in it, particularly on soap where, you know, we know we need, you need to speed through the day and it's that thing with continuity of going, if you're going to do something, don't do too much because you've got to remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, you don't want to screw it up. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I'm all right with that. So, apart from that camper van, Hetty. Oh, my oh God. yeah, the dance camper Oh, I just had to keep that in first gear all the time. <laughs> and after, all right, okay, start again, dip another take. <laughs> and it's also when you have to drive and stuff on set, you suddenly, again, when you've got the crew watching, it suddenly you go back to like being 14, don't you? We're not 14, you can't drive at 14, but it's quite nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, back to base. It's completely different, isn't it? It is. No, it is. It's totally different. Then we have to, well, let's get move on. We we have to obviously mention then, I mean, a long time of your, uh, of Dan's reign was with the brilliant Laura Norton, who plays yeah. Kerry. And again, yeah. that was just, I mean, character-wise, just a magical pairing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so much comedy, because she's such a brilliant comedy actress. And Kerry was, because Kerry came in as a very different character, actually, and then kind of became more and more um, comedy-based. But, I mean, th- those two characters just, you know, really hit it off, didn't they? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah, it was the best. And, you know, and they had their own reasons for splitting us up and, um, and what have you, I think, but for more drama or, or whatever. But um, I, th- I think Dan lost something in that. Because it was such a good pairing, it was it was funny. They were always going to be troubled, you know. They were they were. I could never say we're as good as Jack and Vera. I'm not. A oh no! But I was just about to say that they were Jack and Vera. They really were. They were Jack and Vera in the making, in a way. Yeah, it was that. It was that type of relationship. Yeah. Whether they ever put them back together in the future, if Dan came out of prison and Laura came back, I don't know. Maybe maybe too much time has passed for that. I don't know. But um, I, yeah, I think it's a real shame that that that. that they were split up because I, I I don't think Dan benefited from that. If I'm honest, you know. And I do think that they. I do think we've said this quite a few times with different people. I do think this is where soaps need to be careful because I think soaps, um, you know, have gone very issue based and very stunt based. Which actually, bigger dramas with bigger budgets do much better. And actually, what soaps do the best is this character based drama, which should be kitchen sink drama. And actually, Dan and Kerry. Like, why is it never enough to have this couple who are together, who you can have yeah. laughs with, rather than having to go through affairs and stuff? I think it's such a shame because they could be falling out with each other left, right, and centre. Yeah, like, so. of course, like most couples. <laughs> no, that's life, isn't it? Um, I hope, I hope the wife's not listening. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, we just had so much good stuff, so much good stuff, so well written for. Uh, everyone love will love working for 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 Dan and Kerry, um, and you know I I don't know it's it, it, it it's that's a regret I I, I think because it was brilliant Dan and Kerry's insane wedding 
where uh, her ex turned up and then announced that she was going to be a bigger mist because she, <laughs> yes. she was already called Kelly Berry. Your brother had come, Dan's, <laughs> Dan's brother had come back and kind of put the oh, spanner in the works by kissing her, wasn't it? It all kind yeah. of happened at once. Oh, it was all it, it was all going off. And there were some lovely scenes as well. I've still got a couple of scenes in there on my show reel, you know, and you're going, that's, I'm looking a bit older now, obviously, but you kind of go, well, does it matter? Because that's really strong, powerful, funny, yet sad scenes that I've got, you know, loads of different levels to them, you know. and that, Yeah, yeah. Harry was just fantastic. It was. Just, I think one of my favourite scenes, I think it was with you. I can't, I know it was with Laura, but it was with Hetty and it, we were, uh, we decided to get deck chairs out and they were just sat in the middle yeah. of the main street having. Yeah, I remember you directing that. Yeah. And I decided to get deck chairs and I just loved it because I thought those characters wouldn't care who was walking past. And it was just, it was magical stuff like that. Yeah, I remember that. We had a lovely day that day, Liam. A really sunny, lovely day. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I remember, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to love working with you guys. And um, so then, well, let's move on to Dan leaving, which obviously is way, way in advance. August 2023 went by uh, being jailed for eight years for killing Amelia Stork with one punch. I mean, again, so was it your decision to leave? Did you just think, I need to... Well, I've I've read an, uh, an interview where you said you just needed a break and face fear again. Yeah, you know, it was very much... Quite honestly, coming together at the right time, I got to that point for the last couple of years thinking, God, I, I, I really, I really, really need to do something else and just leave for a bit and then do I want to go? I've got the bottle to do. We're left leaving a taxi. Then last Christmas, it was like going, I need, I need to do that. And, and, Bizarrely, whether it's the universe, whatever you believe in, I don't know. A few weeks after Christmas, Jane Olson, the producer, came to me. She was quite emotional, actually, and said that they had this story for a one-punch story and they had to give it to somebody in the show who was the most unlikely person to, to commit the crime. And right. understandably, that was Dan. And um, so I, I got what I wanted, really. You know, I didn't really want to go for eight years, but who knows? <laughs> well, it won't be. I'm sure, I think people get jailed for eight years. That means, like, you'll get three years or something. Maybe even less if he doesn't appeal. You know, if he doesn't appeal and works in the library in the kitchen, you know what I mean? He'll be out in no time. But it it felt right that I got to have a really nice story. Jane promised me that they'd do justice to it, and they absolutely did. Uh, And and it gave me a chance to leave at the right time, have loads of nice publicity, and, and then have a couple of months off, go and do my panto, so... Financially, I'm all right for a bit, so I'm not worrying on that side for a bit while I figure out what the next step is. You know, yeah, so. and it must be. And so, I mean, leaving. Uh, yeah. I mean, the last day must be. It must. I, I mean, I've spoken to other loads of actors on this on this podcast that have left shows, and uh, saying it's a bit like a grief process because it's like you're saying goodbye to a character, and you suddenly are like, it's great. It's great when you're in something and you leave, but then it's suddenly like, oh god, <laughs> isn't it? It is it because it's a big life change as well. Yeah, it's really. It's really weird, actually. Yeah, it's um, it's an odd one. But because I think because I've been so busy for three months as well, and was absolutely shattered by the end of it. I was it was it was about two going. God, I need a break now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I left and 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 uh, lovely Kate Brooks did a really nice speech and everything. And and on my last day was just one scene at the start of the day. So I was finished by nine o'clock. Which was <laughs> oh right, yeah, it always happens. Then for people listening, obviously every we know this from this this podcast, but everything's filmed out of order. But I mean, I've done Barbara Windsor's exit. I remember we left the last scene we filmed was something so like menial. Do you know what I mean, it was like oh my god, as if this is the last scene we're filming with her. Yeah, it's it's odd, isn't it? So you you can't have end and go oh, but, but, that's that it. it? <laughs> And then I've had me two months, and then since I left, I've like 
I've been on a stag do. We've been to Italy. I, I've been doing this, doing that. I mean, and I've been speaking to Basker Patel on the phone about three times a day because he never stops calling. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it, it, and then speak to Lisa Riley quite a bit, quite a bit about different bits and bobs. And it, it's it, it's almost like I'm still, you know, because you, you, you get a lot of time off in the soaps anyway. To a certain extent, it's like you could still be there and you might be called back in next week. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird job like that because you do get, obviously, when you're not in a major storyline, you do get quite a lot of time off. But then I suppose that's the nice thing about that job, but you still have the security blanket being there. But then it's weird, isn't it, actors? Because you do want something else in the end. It's quite hard to settle down for life in a soap. It's quite hard. I think so. Yeah. I I think, you know, to leave now, I, th- I said that to Jane. I said to be 53 and leave still feels like I've got a bit of, uh, bit of time left. A bit of petrol in the tank, you know. To try yeah. and if it had been another seven, say I'd got to 60 and suddenly they gave me that storyline, I'd be thinking, oh, Christ, well, what what do I do now? You know, but um feels all right now. And if I went back in a few years, that'd be all right. But but at the moment, it just just feels that time just to do something else. You know, my wife's an actress as well. She She's had a few nice little bits. Oh, well, yeah. And well, let's move on to your real life. You're now married to Joe Hudson, who was actually in Emmerdale, I read. She was Ross's, Ross's lawyer or Ross's police officer or something. Ross's doctor. She was Ross's doctor in Emmerdale. Ross's doctor. That was it. Yeah. What's she been doing lately as well? She's she's just done Andy and the Band for CBBC. Oh, right. Well, okay. She's done Meet the Richardsons recently as well for Day of the Sitcom. So she's, she's doing all right. And there's part of me going... I've said to her, I said, if I'm quiet for a bit and you start getting auditions and working well, then, you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, some yeah. of us... Well, because you've... I mean, so your first wife, obviously, we've said, um, was uh, oh. Polly Oates, the brilliant, brilliant, of course. Uh, and now, for you, both of you, so to choose uh, to be married to two women who were actresses, I mean, because I've always thought having two actors together might be an absolute nightmare because, obviously, we all know the worries with work and everything. But do you find it... Um, it's Nicole Barbalane, of course, who you were married to in yeah. Um, is it something that you kind of quite have you just been naturally drawn to other act- actresses? I think it's weird actually because, like, me and Nicole both weren't professional actors when we met, so uh, I was, we were both doing all sorts of other jobs and whatever. Right, even okay. Our aspirations to be actors. I went and met Jojo originally. I was, I was, tw- I was, you were at uni, so. weren't you? Yeah, 22 yeah. years ago. I, I, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, tiny child, young. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I've I've known her, you know, just because she works like a dog. She she does balloon styling and kids parties, and she's literally. I, I have to tell her to put the phone down because she, she's literally booking people all the time. Um, she never stops. So I think we're both used to, I, used to being around people who were busy, and even yeah. though I'm an actor, you know, I'm prepared to. If I'm a bit skint next year, well, I'll just have to go and do whatever for the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I don't know whether it's something about creative people. I think creative people are more, rather than people who are, I mean, I wish I had the brains to be a financial expert and just earn a fortune from adding up numbers, but I got a creative brain. And actually, I think we're used to just putting our hands to anything. Do you know what I mean? It's as long as we're doing something that's creative, we don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, because I, I write as well. So, I mean, I did a master's degree in script writing like 20 years ago, and I've got, I've got close to commissions and, and things. I'm kind of thinking, should I try and write for one of the not Emmerdale because I think that'd be weird for the cast, but um, but one of the others, yeah, yeah, one of the other. But maybe Ollie Oaks to start with, actually, because I think that'd be quite. You could have a bit of fun with Ollie Oaks. Oh yeah, that'd be great. And with because now your experience, you bring so much more to that as well. 
Yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm probably going to drop him an email in the next couple. I know there's a lot of changes going on at Ellie Oaks at the minute, so I might that like that all settle for the time being. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that might be I, that might be fun. I think. Um, Although you said because didn't who who, who was the wasn't there an act, an actor who was directing it as well, Emmerdale recently? Was that Lisa? Was that um, Lisa Riley's the abusive husband? Wasn't he? Wasn't he directing oh, as well as? Yeah, yeah, Reece, Reece Dinsdale. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, yeah. God, that must be weird. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, so I was, that, that's weird, because I was with him as an actor years ago, and then he directed me and Emmerdale, did one of the big blocks before ended. And, oh, right. And then I'm about to do a short film with him and Ian Pulston Davis as, as cast together in the next month or two as well. Oh, right, okay, oh, wow. Yeah, so you never know, you could write and could... And then, obviously, being married to the first wife, Nicole Barbalane, again, what was that like suddenly? Because she obviously became huge in Hollywood. It's one of the biggest stars. And again, then, obviously, you separated. But was that yeah. strange, both being in the public eye at that point? Because I always think that must be... Because it's like you're living your life out on a newspaper, which is quite weird. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I, I tell you what I, I noticed with when she was in it, uh, in Hollyoaks, before I got my job, was that... When you're in a massive storyline and you walk, say you're walking around the Trafford Centre, everyone spots you. You're like, yeah. you, you know, you get it all the time. And generally, people are lovely. I don't mind it. You, you get the odd odd ball, but they're very rare. Um, but um, and then when you're off screen for even just a few weeks, they forget fame, about you. You literally don't care. You, you, you know, the, the, the super vans will always come up and go, "Oh, is it you? Oh, great, love you, blah blah whatever," which is nice. But um. I, yeah, and and I think with having kids as well, you know, being that bit older, we weren't going out to the pub all the time. And yeah, yeah, like, I think it's tougher for the young, the younguns. Um, I found like a, a right old man there, don't I? The young no, ones. no, but it's true. It's true. We are, and you're right. It's, that shows how disposable. This is why I always make a point about you know these new celebrities who are Love Island stars and stuff. It's like yeah. this will last five minutes, guys. Do you know what I mean? Because. Net by by the next series, you're going to be forgotten about, and it's very important for young people to realise that. Listening to this, that fame and yeah. fortune, kind of, it, it's the work that makes that last. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just a quick thing. Don't believe the hype. I always feel sorry for people in the reality shows, really, because I think actors generally get that. You, yes, you know? yeah, yeah. It's your when you're thrown into it. it, you don't do. If if you've been, you know, if you've been a, you know. I don't know, a manager somewhere or whatever, and suddenly you're on the telly, you think it's fame. You don't really get the fact it's going to be gone in 12 months. So. No, no, no. And it hits you harder when it is. Because even like, oh. like even, bit, you know, long running people like you've done a lot of soap, but it's still, you, basically I always say as an actor, it's like the job that, you know, say in my job, I wouldn't go back to being a runner, but in acting, you can kind of go from a mainstream TV show but going back to having to find your own digs on tour. I mean, you're still doing the job, but it's varying yeah. degree. It's never like this straight arrow up. <laughs> no, 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 ab- absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You know, uh, you know, you know, I've never had know couple- what's around the corner. You need to be ready for anything, don't you, really? So you really can't let fame affect you because you can't be the person, because you might then be back on the road doing a job you love, but, you know, where fame doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. D- yeah, and... Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and I suppose that's the way it, the, the way it has to be. But... Um, and then when you did Dinner Ladies, I mean, that must have been amazing, working with, I mean, the amazing, formidable Victoria Woods. Obviously, Duncan Preston, who I work with lots in Emmerdale, was in Dinner Ladies as well. Um, was that quite nerve-wracking? Being Because that must be, I would think, Victoria Wood would be very uh, involved and very, it must be quite a nerve-wracking experience doing something like that, as well as being brilliant. 
Yeah, massively. But uh, but she's she was so quiet as well. I think she's she was quite a show uh, a shy woman. Very uh, knew what she a lot of comedians are, aren't they? Actually, absolutely. Yeah, tears of a clown thing in it with a lot of comedians. But well, she didn't have tears of a clown. She was just quiet, you know. But she was. Um, I remember the first day we had a read through of season two, and we, we were all there. Apart from Julie Walters, I was always gutted Julie Walters wasn't there that day. Um, and we. Um, we read through all the eps and she wasn't happy with our episode, which is the first one of season two. And uh, we, we finished at about six o'clock and she had a one woman show that day. And she came back the next day for 9.30. And not only had she done the one woman show, she had completely rewritten episode one. Wow. Wow. It, it was just, what? Yeah, gobsmacked. Amazing, but what an opportunity! And what an opportunity! Yeah, but you didn't get to you didn't get to read with Julie Waters, yeah, because she's one of my icons. Ah, uh, just just amazing. But the weird thing was, you know, you you were so you were in front of a live studio audience, so it's like theatre doing a sitcom like that, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you don't really do training to do a sitcom in the front of a live. No, studio. no TV in a theatre, basically. Yeah. So that was like. Oh, hang on a minute. So I watch, you know, you watch performance back now and go, that's a bit theatrical. Then then you think, well, it, it kind of was. So I don't know. It was, yeah, but I loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I went to three, see a few sitcoms when I was at uni and it was quite a strange experience. But uh, right, well, we'll come straight out to present. We mentioned you're doing Panto at the end of the year. It's at St. Helen's Theatre, Merseyside, as yeah. evil Ebony, is it Ebenezer? Is that Ebenezer? Ebenezer, Ebenezer in Aladdin. Again, must, yeah. A must be fun doing Panto. I mean, Panto is what I love about Panto in this country is it's kind of changed now. It's seen as a really cool thing. Do you know what I mean, it, it went through a few years yeah. of being like the worst thing ever. And actually, like Eurovision, we celebrate it now, which we should because it's brilliant. And uh, also, playing bad must be really nice. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I'll probably lose about two stone doing it as well because I tried my costume on and it's absolutely, oh my God, it's, it's so heavy. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that'll that be a bonus. I'm not lacking that. Um, and then I'm sing as well. Have you got a number? Well, I've not seen the script yet. I'm presuming so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I, sing? I well, I could, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Too, That's all right. Yeah. Um, but the, I'm not a great dancer though. <laughs> right. uh, well, no, I don't. Yeah. The, the evil people never usually dance. No, I, sh- I should be all right. But the, the people over there, like Ch- Chancella and Ellen, who runs the theatre and all the gangs, they're lovely. I've, I've been told they're the loveliest people in the business and I've just had the one meeting down there. And, and absolutely- when do you start rehearsing for that? I, I think it's the 20th of November. I think there's only about 10, 10 days or so. Oh, really. wow. God, that's quite late. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so was that, And people can obviously get tickets. How long is that on for? It's on till the 14th of January. Right, okay. So it's yeah. one of those ones that goes after. Oh, well, that'll be absolutely brilliant. I'm sorry to I, I say this every year because so many people are always in panto. I love a panto. I think it's the oh. best thing ever. Brilliant. I can't I can't wait just to be silly for a few weeks. And I'm working, like I said, I've not been working the last few weeks, so it's nice to get up there and be working on something. So Yeah. I'll... And then you're also because you've got your radio show, but you've also got a new podcast, aren't you, as well, that you're planning. Uh very different than this one, so it's fine to publicize it. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we we did the uh, it was into the unknown UK. We did it originally ten episodes a couple of years ago, which was ghost UFOs and everything paranormal. Sam Giles Benice came on the show as well. Um, White Witch, of course. She's oh, great. brilliant! Yeah. Um, but now we've just got a, a producer on board. In fact, 
after this, I've got, got um, a Zoom with the producer uh, regarding that, just to really decide where we can go with the show and, uh, and and get it to something that's really professional, really set up in the right way. Um, and there's going to be ghost stunts and, and loads, loads of different things involved with it. We don't, we don't want to do like most haunted. We want to be... A, a little bit more. It, we can't prove anything, you know. But I've I've seen and experienced ghosts. I've got ghosts on video. I've seen a UFO. I've, I've yeah. Well, I've, I've experienced spirits, and I'm I'm a totally yeah. reformed person when it comes. To, it's such such an interesting thing. And actually, uh, I think I don't know whether how much there is on because obviously, as we know, podcasts. There's I mean, everyone and their nan is doing a podcast now. But actually, that supernatural side, I haven't seen that much of over here. There's one. There's one. Re- I don't know if I can. I can advertise this because it's different than ours as well. Um, un- Uncanny on BBC with uh, Danny Robbins on on the iPlayer is the best supernatural podcast out there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I've got to do something different from Danny because I follow him on Twitter and I've, and I've exchanged tweets every now and again. But I've got to make sure that it's different because he's so good at what he does. I've, I, I don't want to copy him. It's got. It's got. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to stand out from everyone else. Is that quite yeah. hard now? Uh, yeah. And then what is the? What's the? Would you like to be in another? I mean, would you do? You don't want to do another soap yet, do you? I suppose you just would. You, what's the after Panto? Do you want to do more theatre more? Or do you want to do TV again? What's the kind of? What's the? Oh, what right. would be? What would be the dream? Role next, uh, anything in Doctor Who, quite honestly. But oh, really? Like, okay, uh, that, that was all. But that, that's got so glossy now, hasn't it? The money on that, wow. And, and Russell's writing it now, obviously. So yeah, he's be, back I'm, doing it. Yeah, isn't it? No doubt. Yeah, um, I, th- there was rumours of something potentially in in Australia in the new year. There's right. It, it, it's only uh, I've been asked about. I've been interested at the minute. Tentatively, they do some brilliant uh, dramas over there. You know, I'm trying to get because obviously I've done a bit of Neighbours now, uh, and I'm trying to get over there because they've got some great dramas over there. You never know; you might be directing me in this thing. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I want to yeah. go to Australia for a bit. It'd be amazing, right? Okay, well, we're going to end. You're going to be the first to play this, the Soap Showdown. We've got rid of either or that was the oh. quiz at the end. Uh, so the yeah. Soap, so the Soap Showdown is yours. So uh, here we go, Liam. If you had to play another character in Emmerdale, who would it be? Oh. Bob. Bob. Oh, yeah. What a choice. Uh, who yeah. would you have loved Dan to have a bit of loving with? A bit of loving. Uh, who, who would you have? Who would have been his? Who would have you liked to partner him up with? It could be like a very random one. I think a short term from for a bit might have been Benice because I think that would have been quite. Funny. They would have been great together. And Nicola actually. And Nicola. Oh, there was a bit with Nicola. He had a little bit of fling with Nicola for. Oh, about. oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah Benice got with Benice and Bob was a dream at the end actually. Wasn't oh, it? Yeah, I know yeah, she's yeah. leaving. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, actor or actress who made you laugh the most on set when you weren't supposed to. Oh. There was a kid who was in there who got killed off and cr- and crushed in the in the garret and, and the pub. And I can't remember his name now. Um, but apart from him, um, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa Riley and Laura, Laura Norton, just constantly funny. I've got to say, Laura really constantly yeah. funny. Uh, do you remember yeah. the last line you recorded as Dan? Um, oh God, he. It was when he's told he's been charged. Um, I can't remember the line. It's just it was a look of complete horror. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I mean we have this yeah. all the time. We just had this on the neighbor specials last week. No one they'd only been filming a couple of about a month, and they can remember their first line back. You do just forget it once it's gone. Oh, do you? Um, yeah. Other soap you would love to be in. Other soap. Um, which one would you, if you had to, which one would you go into now? Do you know what? Fully enough, I know you've been involved with it. Neighbors, I really love neighbors' comeback. I think it's yeah, been it's really brilliant. Fun. It's really glossy. It's really good. 
I love the fact Guy Pearce has done it. I think it's ace. And there's just a real nice charm about it that it's come back. I think. Well, it's and there's a question there because I think they're being really clever because what they're doing is they've decided to do series now rather than just continuously run, which I yeah. think is probably the future for our soap because I think actually they had a yeah. two-year storyline break with it coming back. And I think... Our soaps need that because it's because people don't watch TV like they used to now, do they? Oh, no, we don't do it. No, it's, it's like you want to stream a week at a time. Do you know what I mean? That's the way forward, I think. I w- and I'd imagine because Ollie Oaks has gone online as well, isn't it? From yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't know if uh, for a fact, but all the execs for all these shows are probably thinking something similar at some point. It's just, yeah. It's just- Bound to be the case. I think. Well, because I mean, my mum still would watch something at seven o'clock, whereas kids, you would never, I mean, they don't even know the idea of a television schedule. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and really? I find it really weird now. If there's one episode, I just watched Celebrity Race Across the World the other night, and there was only one episode. And I was what, like, what? I didn't know what to do with myself. I couldn't get the next one. No. It, 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 my my mum watches everything online now. I go around, she never watches anything linear. Does she? Oh, she's way she's she's good. Yeah. Hey, John, mum. And all we've been doing is watching my mum for for my for, for your dad this for uh, every day for the last week, just like back to back. Amazing. Um yeah. and then Emmerdale hauntings. As we know, some of the Emmerdale buildings are supposed to be haunted. Did you ever see any or hear any or sense any hauntings whilst you filmed in the village? Uh, I, I actually sensed it in the studio when the uh, when I first started in the Wallpack. Did you? Uh, yeah, there, there was some weird stuff going on at that point in the building, and I kept getting. Was that the original building? Still, yeah. Uh, no, that was that was where it is now. Oh right, that, the new one. Okay. Yeah, uh, and something had happened with somebody. I won't go into it for whatever, but there was been a death there apparently many years ago, and and um, I I felt like I was being pushed in my side and I thought somebody on the show was doing it first and it wasn't no nobody was doing it and wow and, and it was like what is going on here and then um one of the one of the ad's uh pierre he he'd he was going into the uh makeup room one day and somebody grabbed him by his hand and pulled him back and there was nobody there oh and my god wow completely freaking him out and it was the same time i was getting these things going on in the wall pack so i don't know if anything recently but there was definitely something happened well i used to when i used to camera scripts in the wall pack uh when you used to do it when it was empty i used to always it used to always be freezing cold to the point you know you feel like there's a weird presence there. I used to, I never, yeah. I used to hate a camera script in the Woolpack. I used to do it as quickly as I could and get yeah. out. It's bizarre. Um, and that, well, that's the end. That's the end of our chat, mate. It's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolute pleasure, Lee. Love this. Um, and good luck with your podcast. And everyone can listen to that. We'll obviously update people what that is on our social as well. But yeah, it's been. A, let's hope with. Well, let's 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 manifest that we're working together in Australia soon. Oh, oh that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Around February time. Around <laughs> February time, just as it gets really cold here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing, mate. Take care. Brilliant. Cheers, Lee. All the best, mate. Thank you to the brilliant Liam Fox for being my special guest today on Soap from the Box. I will be back next week. More music guests, more TV guests, more soap guests. So much in store for you. Have a brilliant weekend. Soap from the Box.